0: Hi, this is Jay Anderson, and you are listening to an archival episode of Filmically Perfect. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the. I'm a soul in the army of the Lord. I'm a soul in the army. I'm a soul in the army
1: of the Lord. I'm a soul in the army. I got my war clothes on in the army of the Lord. Oh, man, oh, man. Isn't that something? I love it, taking us all to church, which, uh, Leads us right up to this edition of Filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYSO. On this day, among the many perfect f- films so far, we add another to the list. In fact, I would like you gentlemen to let us know, what exactly is this movie we're looking at today?
2: Well, this film today is uh, a film by uh, Robert Duvall, uh, arguably one of our, our finest actors. A very personal project for him that w- was a long and winding road to get made. The Apostle uh, came, Fantastic out. Movie. came out 10 years ago.
1: 10 years ago, and it took him uh, something like 15 years yep. in the making. And Correct. Yep. not only is, uh, is he the, the star, he also directed it. He also, uh, <laughs> all, yes, indeed, <laughs> he also directed it and wrote it and uh, was keeping it in his pocket for some 15 years before he brought it to light. But hey, When we start Filmically Perfect, it is uh, because it's the the amazing minds of two of the finest film guys ever. And that is a storyboard artist to all the big stars, the Coen brothers for 20 years in County and uh, currently working with uh, George Clooney and uh, working with us here today, J. Todd Anderson.
0: As they used to say up there in the northern country when we were making Fargo,
1: oh, -oh, Easter's (laughs) here. Time to get the eggs. (laughs) Also in the studio this morning, the amazing and talented, and you talk about uh, there is not a film fact that escapes his amazing mind, the nitrate film archivist for the Library of Congress. He is none other than George Willem and George... Welcome.
2: Blessings of the day,
0: Nikki.
1: <laughs> it is Good Friday, and in the spirit Saturday, of the nothing Easter... gets by this guy,
0: <laughs> nothing. I'm
1: telling you what? Talk about a steel trap. Uh, George Willimon houses it all there, in his brain. Now listen, we're talking about this movie, and I watched. We're listening,
0: it. Nikki. We're listening.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Sorry, are you still talking? <laughs> yeah. The uh, <laughs> I watched this movie, and uh, I have a couple of interesting points to make about the rules, which brings us to our next point. Well, if you
0: comb your hair right, it won't show.
1: (laughs) I'll get you afterward. So, these we do not arrive to these to be, uh, this is not arbitrary. This is not just uh, pulled out of thin air. There's very strict and, and stringent rules that apply to the movies that we bring forth. And gentlemen, those are...
0: These films create the world they exist in. And the Apostle most certainly wholly sustains that twirl. Did role. you
1: say wholly sustains? Wholly holy, sustains that holy, holy. Yes.
0: And regardless of changes in society, they retain their meaning and entertainment value. And at no time, at no time, will we ever, ever gauge this film against another film as a numerically rated better than. And it, the, they are all perfect in their own scale.
1: There's also rule number five that says that if oh, Nikki okay. doesn't what, like it...
0: Well, what's rule number six, George? <laughs>
1: so given that we have set the groundwork here and let's talk first um actually let's let's go george why don't you first give us um just the 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 overview of action what happens in this movie and then we can talk about the amazing journey that uh, brought this film to fruition
2: the story is actually fairly simple it's told in a, a really fascinating way in that just sort of different layers just kind of overlap um, on top of each other, but the story basically is about um, a guy named Ulysses F. Dewey, and um, he is a, uh, a southern a southern preacher of the Holiness group, uh, sometimes called Charismatics, and uh, they are the group that are marked by uh, you know they're taken over by the spirit and the spirit controls them and they they uh, they chant and sing and speak in tongues and and laying on of hands and and uh, he's very, very successful down in Texas. He has this this huge church. He has a, a family, uh, two two children, his beauties that he yeah. adores, and and a wife played by Farrah Fawcett, probably the best thing she's absolutely done. The best okay. absolutely, amazing. I will give
1: you done. that it may be the best thing she's ever done. But still, we'll talk about that right. later. Mm.
2: Um, but he he's a very a very powerful man in this group. He um he definitely is a, a religious figure. He definitely uh, loves God. And, and believes what he's saying, but he also has kind of gotten a little on the materialistic side. He drives this really nice car, and he's very, very comfortable with this, and, and suddenly his whole world starts to come apart. His, uh, his wife has an affair with their youth minister. It's always and, the youth minister. <laughs> and she uh, she works behind his back to get the church taken away from him and have him removed from the pulpit.
0: Excommunicated. hmm um,
2: and in a in a fit of shall we say humanity, um, uh, Sonny, as he's known to most people, um, gets 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 tanked up one time. Shows up at a baseball game. Tries oh, is to he
1: tanked up. I missed that. Yeah, is he, he, di- he's, he's he's
2: drinking, and he uh, goes to this baseball game to sort of you know recapture his family and bring him home. the uh, The youth minister approaches him, and in his reaction, without even thinking, he grabs a baseball bat and whacks him
0: across the face with it. Which not is even, just
1: never gonna end But well. that's
0: not the bad part. He drags Farrah Fawcett off that diamond by her hair. By her hair.
1: What an yeah.
2: Right. Well, so anyway, Sonny realizes he's in <laughs> a really bad shape, and of course he's not he's not thinking right, so he he takes off. He just takes off, finds himself out in the wilderness of Texas, um, doesn't know which way to turn, finally decides just to he knows they're they're gonna come after him, he knows they're gonna get him, but he's gonna try to, to do some good as best he can while he has a chance. So he he basically destroys his his, uh, his old life. He, he dumps his car in the river, tears up all his identification, takes what clothes he has on his back, and heads uh, toward Louisiana. Uh, once he gets there, he meets up with a, a, an old minister who's retired because of his health, and they work together to put together this little uh, one-way-to-heaven church. And yeah, uh, they which, start gathering yeah. people up, and he begins to meet all these people. And it begins to change his outlook on things. He he realizes that he's he's gotten away from his original calling, and that he needs to to basically humble himself and and become more the the man of God that he was called to be.
1: So since they build this from the ground instead of this sort of mm-hmm. opulent church and lifestyle right. that he had, he's really really starting all over from, exactly from, Rassures. from Rassures. the bottom. Yeah,
2: and and this he does, and and along the way affects the lives of all sorts of people. Um, in and a positive way, Everybody in a very positive yeah. way, and and through a, a, a when, when this is finally up and running, when his work is basically finished, uh, his location is revealed to his wife through this very strange turn of events. Uh,
1: the radio signal The radio skips, signal skips. Which is a really rare yeah. phenomenon in radio that, uh, given the atmospheric conditions, and you can get hears, it miles away. Yeah, and
2: she hears his part of his broadcast and realizes it's him. And Because um, he's kind of disguised his name even. He calls himself the Apostle E.F. And he won't say what E.F. stands for. But E.F., of course, is his name, Ulis F. Dewey. And um, when she hears that, she calls the cops. And uh, the, the ending of the film is he he gives his last big big sermon while the cops are waiting for him outside. And then he very quietly and gladly goes with them, knowing that he has, has done what, what the Lord set him out to do. And he's on to his next mission where you see him at the end with the chain gang. Yeah. And he's, and and he's preaching to the, the change. The
1: beautiful yeah. beautiful yeah. little thing at the end there. So it's a really lovely journey, the story of, you know, starting out with the highest of hopes and principles, a moment of a horrible transgression and then an ultimate redemption. And well, this the,
0: was the scene where the baseball bat uh, where,
1: <laughs> where the baseball bat hit the head.
0: Well, it's it's a really nicely done scene because you don't see it coming. You do not see it coming. You expect some sort of some sort of domestic kind of quarrel. But and it's done very cinematically very john ford style as a matter of fact if you watch him he picks up the bat you don't even see where it goes but yeah. the guy looks right into the lens with a sound effect and he's down you know he's dead yeah and then of course he drags <laughs> farrah fawcett by her hair whose off. hair is
1: really short i have to tell how you how can that happen
0: in this society that somebody would drag well in this movie it does folks uh, robert duvall shows you how it's done and
1: <laughs> in case you're wondering, yes. it's in the holy movie, The Apostle. How to drag someone yeah, by the hair? That scene right
0: there, boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. As I like to say, when that happens, it gets better. And then he's on the lamb. He jumps in his car, and he. Beats it out, of or as they say on The Sopranos, on the pork chop, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because they even have a scene where he comes to literally a crossroads and he does a big does view, a big circle. circle. He's yeah. trying to figure out which of these ways do I go, asks the Lord for uh, tw- for, for divine guidance. direction yeah. and uh, and figures it out.
0: You know, when you watch this thing, and if you carefully, it's like looking for a, through a keyhole. You're watching somebody's life. and And... You're you never get you're never able to get very close to him because he won't allow it, and the filmmaker won't allow it. Robert Duvall won't let you do it. But the, the, what this man is struggling to do throughout the picture is to be fulfilled. He wants fulfillment all the time. He's not interested in – I mean indirectly he's not interested in what's right he just wants to be fulfilled. Everything he does, he tries to cleanse himself. There's a really good scene where he baptizes himself. He's trying to cleanse himself. And he seeks fulfillment every step of this movie, but he never achieves it because he never addresses what is right. And what is wrong in this situation?
1: That that scene of him baptizing himself is just amazing. Plus, the way it starts out, I didn't get what was happening at first because he's standing perfectly still, waist-deep in the water with his arms up, and there's his head, but it's perfectly reflected below him. And it's sort of a interesting low light you know it's a bright water so it's really sort of silhouettes and shadows and i couldn't figure out what the, that strange spider was on the left hand of the screen because it was a reflection of him with his arms up and then that's i realized your
0: television set oh uh, is it you need to get those bugs out of your house
1: uh, <laughs> <here>. <laughs> but when i did figure out what it was it had a lot of impact I like, oh that's him in the water and he's about to rebaptize himself to cleanse himself of this act
0: well you'll notice that he is driven he's just driven by this spirit of technique and he like George says, he does a lot of great things, but he never meets the truth head on on what he has done. He never has an inch of remorse for what he has done to he always gravitates back toward his carnal ways of what he wants and what he thinks is gonna make him happy, and he keeps hitting a dead end all the way to the movie. He just can't outrun the Lord in this movie because he is finally, finally captured with what he has done, and he has to face what he has done as wrong, and then they haul him away in the car.
1: We're talking about The Apostle on Filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYSO, a perfect movie, and I'm willing to grant you virtually all these ways. Certainly it creates the world, and we might actually take a moment uh, to discuss how many of these characters are real people involved in this real scene in the South and and not actors at all. So it definitely creates the world. Um, But I'm telling you what, Farrah Fawcett just about ruined this movie for me. For two reasons. Everything she says is just really soft spoken, and like that's the whole technique is just to be soft spoken. And what is up with that? She looks so different from everybody else in the movie. She's got all these, you know, she's wearing the suits and, and the jewelry, and her hair is just perfectly coiffed and frosted, and, and her makeup is perfect, which is so unlike all the other women in the movies. I'm telling you what, I just found. But she jumped the couch several years ago what, with all the plastic surgery and all. So I have a, maybe an unfair bias. Well, but. I,
2: I think that, you know, since this film is uh, Robert Duvall had so much control over this film. And he wouldn't have had her in there. First of all, he wouldn't have had her in there if he didn't think that she was what he wanted.
1: And she was a Texan, so she had the yeah. accent.
2: And um, I, I kind of see that, that for him, her, or she is the the trophy wife for him. It's, a, it's one more it's one more uh, thing that he has done, because if you remember, I mean, even the scene where he goes back to the church after he's been thrown out and he pulls out the hundred dollar bill and, yeah. and puts it in the pocket of the youth minister. You know, it's, it's, it's a show. It's like, you know, and, and this is where he's, he gets off on. He's totally off on his wrong foot. It's like he's getting into this materialism and here's look at this money. Look what I, have you know, OK, they've thrown me out. But look. I'll do this. And, and then when he goes said, out in the hallway, somebody says, that was a good
0: $50 bill. And he corrects them pretty yeah. quick. And
1: that was 100 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All and right. Well, you know what? That helps me to think of it as a, tr- a trophy wife. Okay, she, That's why she is so different, because everything's perfect. About- okay. All right. That helps me. Okay. All right.
2: Thank you. Anytime. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's, it creates the world. What? And now maybe I'm going to have to watch it again and yeah. figure it out if the world it sustains Because
0: it. he takes a world with him. When he goes on, on the lamp, when he goes running, he takes his world with him like a motorhome, trail, you know, he ditches a car, and then it's just him. But the the guy has so much charisma when he's talking to people that he brings this world with him, and he sets up this world as if to recreate it. And I, I have noticed a lot of times, you know, when, you, when you're dealing with people who have gone over the top like that, they their impression of God is is them on their best day with superpowers.
1: <laughs> right. That's their right. scale.
0: And this is Robert Duvall's character pummeling himself through the South and trying to regain and right this wrong through technique. He uses all technique. Everything he does is technique. Wouldn't you say, George?
2: Uh, yeah, a lot of it is the technique. The, the That's a lot of what seems to be in, in the holiness movement is uh, beyond just you know preaching or just normal preaching or that kind of thing.
0: And, and he, uh, he bolts on through there, and everything he does is trying to right this wrong his way. In other words, he's doing the Lord's work, but you get sometimes the impression that he thinks he is the Lord when he's— on the radio preaching and he impresses people he's you know he draws them in people are drawn they're not driven you know and this is this is very obvious in this picture with robert duval it also helps if you're one of the best actors of our time and that's exactly what he is uh one of the cool things about robert Duvall in this picture is that as a director as an actor george and i were talking about this he finds little things that work for him as an actor and he puts them in the movie and and only gifted people that really have, a, have a, a skill at acting can do that. And Robert Duvall shows this because you see the guy running around in the yard. He's cooling down after his, you know, he had the montage of all the ministers talking. Yeah, and kind of like tra- Taxing, tra- trading off, like taking really the baton.
1: Good. Yeah, right. it was amazing. It was like very near the, the beginning, and you sort of get a sense for how this works. It's like everybody coming together and sort of building on this right. fervor.
2: And as we were talking about this creating its world— um, I think it's a real, a real nod to him that so many of the real people who are involved in in the holiness movement are involved in this film. Like all of those people up there with him in the tag team uh, preaching scene are all real holiness ministers.
1: Duval, the only one playing the, only one the role, playing
2: the role, yes. And um, let's see who else. Well, uh, the, the the great, the two great ladies that are in his church, the the, oh, yeah. the large black woman that and is. the little the little skinny black woman, are also both real. Members of real holiness churches and and, they're and not
1: naturals actors. on the camera. I mean, is yeah. what are the odds? Oh, I mean, they're, they're wonderful, really.
2: And uh, and the, the the gentleman he meets fishing, uh, the old man he meets fishing is another minister. Soft spoken, uh, never, never wonderful. acted before. Yeah,
1: maybe there's something about the presence of the, of the Holy Spirit in somebody that makes it just shine right through yeah. your film.
2: And then, and then and then Rick Dial. Who plays Elmo, who is the, the man who runs a radio station, has a garage and everything like that. We love this guy. George and I just love this you
1: know, guy. He a furniture store, right? <laughs> yes, For, still how did how did Robert Duvall find him? How did that hook uh, up happen? I
2: think he met him through Billy Bob Thornton because uh, Rick Dial is also in Sling Blade.
1: Oh. And
2: um and yeah, the, one of the greatest things and this this would never happen in Hollywood. This would never ever happen. Because Rick Dial runs a furniture store. Um, he told Duval and company that the only way he could be in the film is if they could work him in around his big summer blowout sale. <laughs> and they did. They had all the, you know, here they are. Here's this film production, you know, burning money. And they had to work it out. And they had to work it around
1: <laughs> so his
0: summer furniture sale. <laughs> but again.
1: And they did. They did. And,
0: and another thing, speaking of, that you're never going to see in Hollywood is a true depiction of the area that he was working in i've been i when i uh, the first uh, ten years I was in the movie business, I was down there quite a bit working on movies in Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas, and he's got this thing dead nuts, accurate, and you just if you go to some studio guys are all sitting around, well, we gotta suck this up, this don't look real, this don't look real. they're never ever going to put in the way Robert Duvall, again here's his incredible actor's touch and knowing just how to how to place it in front of you. This is the way it is down there. Everything is, is just so real in this picture. And it's it'll rattle you a little bit. It's a little scary watching him move because you've met people like Robert Duvall. I'm sure people have. He has a lot of power.
1: Well, didn't this whole thing come to him at, by virtue of... He was doing yeah, something uh, 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 off-Broadway. Right, the character doing an off-Broadway yeah. business and doing some background research when this world he came was, to him.
2: Yeah, he was down... Um, being kind of a, I guess, kind of a method actor, he was down researching his character, and he, he kind of went into one of his La churches and was so taken by what he saw there that he thought it would be such a great be, be such a great film, and so he wrote this script years before the film actually was made, like 15 years. But of course, you know, being a being a serious film about about a religious subject. Nobody, nobody wanted to talk to him cause about it. Not because you got it. sister act and all yeah. that kind of business, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so finally, I mean, the finally the time came where he, he basically it was you know it was it was uh, get off the pot, you know, basically. And and he put his money where his mouth is. And in an interesting turn of events, and I, he does not say that I didn't hear that, I heard this somewhere that uh, his his um, accountant came to him and said, "Look, you've got this certain amount of money which you need to spend, or you're going to get taxed on it." Oh. And that was the money he used to start the film.
1: So uh, we're talking about The Apostle, a perfect film on filmically, filmically perfect on 91.3 WYSO. And so as far as the rules go, we're doing pretty well. It certainly creates the world in particularly, I might add, with the use of real people from that scene that just really makes this come to life. Um, certainly sustains it. And I, Now with the trophy wife, I, I can go there. And with the despite <laughs> cultural changes. Uh, that's the changes. only
0: reason it sustains it because, you know, now we've talked Nikki and... Uh, <laughs> this is okay now Nikki you know that Fair Fawcett's a trophy wife
1: <laughs> Well, that's the only way it makes sense otherwise Heavy she's just
0: side, sort of like this folks.
1: she's like this like steel plated glass with an okay, all well, oak background it's just bizarre it just doesn't make sense to me except now okay I can I can buy that well
2: it is and it, she is an interesting contract to Miranda Richardson who plays Tusi, the, the the little gal that he meets down in, in Louisiana yeah
1: who's uh, wonderful
2: and and the thing I love about her is you know Miranda Richardson is, is brilliant as you know steak and kidney pudding but um <laughs> she she just does this incredible job and
1: re- fantastic accent yeah southern
2: gal
0: yeah and billy bob does a really nice job when they try to run over the bible with the bulldozer scene there has never been anything like that in a movie i've ever seen and then this and you're sucked into it dial you watch character
1: it. doing the play-by-play right? yeah. for which, the radio which again
2: was totally improvised
0: you know,
1: um, because you know, so while they were, the,
2: the the scene was was scripted out. But uh, but DeVal told Dial, he said, you know, you're back here with this little radio pack. Why don't you just, you know, tell 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 your listeners what's going on. And he's saying
1: things like I I, I think it's safe to say that this will be the first conversion ever. And you know what? Actually, I think I'm, I'm going to say it. this is the first conversion ever. On radio. There, it I is. That, right? Well, well I he's I the radio guy. I would remember right. that. Well, it is, <laughs> it is an extreme.
2: It is one of these centerpieces, I think, where you, he I think not only. I think that Sonny realizes his place at that point—that what he's been given, you know, and and the power that he has been given, and that he is in the place that he needs to be.
1: Yeah. So, so well, certainly well, one and two were good, good to go, and mm-hmm. also on three because of the universality of the nature of religion mm-hmm. and how you know we we respond to calls, uh, callings, if you will. I think that uh, sustaining oh, This is going to be a timeless movie. Yeah.
0: I would like to tell you one of the reasons, and I know this for a fact. That this movie ends up the way it is the way we watch it is because robert duvall simply would not back down with the studio that was purchasing this picture and i kind of have a background with this studio and i'm not <laughs> going to get into that but maybe
1: some other show will. i
0: can tell you <laughs> that they wanted a lot of this picture cut out so that they thought it was too long and he did he went in there and cut it out but he put his own money in this picture and it was his passion to get this m- movie done and he simply, he was recalcitrant. He would not back down. This picture went out exactly the way he wanted. That's as I understand. And even after I've talked to him, because I was at a screening and when they did this movie and I saw it and I remember talking to him a little bit about that and I was just absolutely bowled over by the fact that it, it was the way it was and when you talk to Mr. Duvall you find out it's the way it was is because that's the way he wanted it and it was his money and he simply would not back down so because of that because of his convictions of doing a great movie we have a great movie that's going to be around for rule number three for quite a while
1: and interesting uh, it's my understanding actually that that sort of the scene and you, you gave it the name the, uh, the the name the holy what did you call it that sort of the holiness movement the holiness movement the yeah it's been that's been around for a Long, long, time. long oh, yeah. time. So not only yeah. does the relevance of just sort of the human it's very, theme it's a
0: very big movement now and it's and it's everywhere and it's uh it is the real thing. It is a happening thing all over the world as that for that matter of fact. But, it's just that Robert Duvall touched on some of the roots in the deep south of this movement and he is he establishes it and identifies it all through the movie. Well
2: and the thing I think that will make this film last for me anyways, is that I, I so love that it is a serious look at this. Absolutely. It's this, you know, no tongue in cheek, the, no making fun. Not making yeah, making these, no. these are real people. You know, the holiness, the holiness movement is so unusual that it would be so easy to make fun of, and it has been made a lot of fun of, um, and it has been parodied. I kind of think of this film is, is like the antithesis to El- Elmer Gantry, which also somewhat deals with with the same sort of charismatic, but it's
0: very theatrical.
2: Yeah, this, but yeah, and yeah, Elmer Gantry is, is is a theatrical film all the way, whereas this one, these people are all very real, and they are given proper. Um, a proper—it's
0: uh, very respectful. This movie yeah, proper is respect. very respectful,
2: and that's what I love about it. There's, there's not enough of that, you know. In, in our day, in our sort of incredibly cynical, jaded Ooh. era, it is so easy to make fun of religion and to pick on other people and stuff oh, like that. Oh, sure, and for, it's almost sport. For, for Deville to have, to have, and he really went out on a limb to make this movie because you know, here, you know, here's a movie that's respectful to religion in this postmodern era. How, how do you, how do you sell this? But, um. It's just, it's becoming a beloved movie by so many people. Religious, I mean,
0: and it works for both the religious audiences and the secular audiences as and well. And he was terribly, as I understand, he was terribly convicted when he did it because he wanted to do a great movie.
1: We're actually getting close to the the end of our time here, but I want to mention also um, the opening scene, which is so good. with. Oh, um, yeah. Now here, here's the deal. I'm all about music. Um uh, that's what
0: she's about, I'm,
1: George. <laughs> we finally figured it out.
0: I was wondering. I
1: am driven. By music. Who are you really? But I watched the whole opening scene where there's this horrible car crash, and oh, yeah, that's and great, he man. comes upon this, and he suddenly realized what he has to do is help these souls across the threshold if mm-hmm. that's where they're going, right. or to maybe encourage them to stay on this side. But he just immediately knows that he needs to minister. That's what his role will be. Pulls up with his mother in the car. June Carter Cash no, is
0: exactly two years older than he is in the say,
1: picture. I wasn't going to say that yet because. Uh, oh, because I took well no here's the deal it took the it took me until she started singing that I recognized her voice I her was voice like for God. heaven's sake that's June Carter Cash and she did a fine fine job she did in a fantastic movie. job didn't she yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'm glad you
2: mentioned the the car accident scene because it is such a striking way to get the movie started I mean there's a little precursor where you see him as a little boy being taken into the holiness church where he first is sort of brought into this world but then to introduce him you know, with with no names or anything, it's just it starts with this accident, this horrible accident, and and Sonny just arrives there. And you're right; he knows exactly what he is to do. And I think that's where you see, for all of his faults yep. and all of his sins and all of his all of the bad things that he does throughout the movie and he has done. This is the real man, and he is you know he is the man of God, and he knows that this is what he needs to do. And that do. is a
0: redeeming scene because. Uh, the two occupants in the car that are dying, or else they didn't die, they respond to Sonny in a big way, which sets this picture going right on down the line. So that like
1: he's for real, he really. Yes, yeah. yeah. You believe
0: in Sonny. Yeah,
1: yeah. We've been talking about the apostle on 91.3 WYSO, the uh, the brainchild and just really the long burst and, and grown through into production work of Robert Duvall, who not just starred in it but uh, but uh, wrote it and uh, directed, directed it and it. No. executive paid for it.
0: Tour de force, absolutely tour Absolute de tour force. force, and a perfect film. George and I have deemed this a perfect
2: film, and I tell you what, it has to be. If you think about sometimes a lot of times they call these projects vanity projects. Yeah. this one is not a vanity project but it's one of the few films I can think of that a maker or an actor was so driven to make that is going to be on our perfect film list just because it is such yep. a wonderful, honest piece of work.
0: Thumbs up for Bobby
1: DeBall. Indeed. <laughs> filmically Perfect on 91.3 WYSO. J. Todd Anderson, storyboard artist to all the big stars. Uh, thanks so much for being here today.
0: Hey, my pleasure. George
1: Nikki. Williman, the nitrate film activist for the Library of Congress. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Are we going to give a little tip of a hand of what we got coming up next week? No. <laughs> Tune in next week and we're waiting find for a lightning
0: out. strike here. If
1: you'd like to suggest a perfect movie, please do that. It's please filmguys do. at perfectmovie.net. That's filmguys at perfectmovie.net. You can find us on uh, podcasting, on iTunes, you can find us on the NPR podcasting site, you can find us at WYSO.org. But however you do it, please find us. Give us a call, 769-1998. And don't forget to write to the film guys. We know them, we love them. Filmguys at perfectmovie.net. Hey, thanks.
2: You're welcome back. Bye. Bye.